Hey everyone, hi, hello, it is me, Allison Rosen. Uh, welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. I'm sitting here with Jimmy Pardo in his studio. Of all the guests I have, you're one of the few where I will come to you. Thank you. Because you play the medical card. I don't have a choice. You're I would, I wildly would, allergic to animals. I would love to come to you. I'd like to get out of this room from time to time. I'd like to get away <laughs> from looking at images of myself and... And right. see what your studio is like, what your setup is like. But I can't. No. Um, you have what, cat and dog? Just, just a dog. Just a dog. Just a dog. And a child, which I welcome. Yeah, I do have a child. Um, but let's just go right to the most controversial thing. Oh, no. My memos? Allergy. <laughs> yes. Uh, Allergies. Are, are that- allergy shots. When I last talked to you. So yes. I last schlepped my buns all the way here in 2015 although i've been here since to do your show yes we have people back on a regular basis i don't know what game you play where (laughs) i've got i'm on a three-year turnaround it's insulting to me it's weird that it's 2018 because in my mind it's still 2017 it's weird right i don't disagree with anything you've just said it's more weird this year than years prior um, Maybe probably because what's going on in our country, yes. right? Wouldn't you say that? I that, would say so. It seems to be flying by, yet going at a snail's pace at the exact same time. That is what they say that parenthood is like. There's a podcast called The Longest Shortest Time. Oh yeah, mm-hmm, which is uh, a parenting podcast, and because that's what they say, like r- raising, it's like the longest shortest time having a little kid. I don't. Uh, I'll agree with that, but I'm now I'm caught up. Do they do a parody of the Billy Joel song as their theme song? Oh, the longest, shortest time. Oh, do they do that? I, n- I don't think they do. Because if they do, I will murder them. They don't do that. Good. I don't want to have to go to jail. Their lives were just spared. Yeah. Anyway. Go so ahead. So your question. Three question. whole years ago. Yes. When I had you on the show, you were in the midst of getting allergy shots. Yeah, I still I just, do that. Does it? Has it done anything for That's you? That's a question, huh? Because you suspected it wasn't going to do anything for you back then. So I just wanted to close that loop. Was I going? I know, I know I've been keeping you restless for 36 <laughs> months. Um, <laughs> has uh, – I, I don't remember uh, – was I going to my new guy yet or was I still going to the old guy? Does that uh, ring a bell at all for you? You didn't – it didn't sound like you were on version two of anything. Okay. It sounded like it was the initial guy. All right. Well, then I'm seeing a new person. Okay. What happened? Well, he even says, I doubt this is going to help. Oh, great. But if you're willing to come in uh, – initially, it was three times a week and then it oh, was – um, once a week and then once every two weeks and now it's once a month uh he said if you're willing to do that to give it a try and your insurance covers it why not um and then so i said okay and so i've been doing that and that's the new guy that's the new guy what was what what went wrong with the old guy uh you know what honestly uh i couldn't take going to his office anymore it was in beverly hills yes on the 12th floor that has this in the busiest medical building in la where if you, you, you had to plan an extra 20 minutes just from lobby to the 14th, and then I would walk the stairs down because uh, that would take four seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the elevator was first. So I was like, I'm done. I, I can't keep coming here. Your thoughts? Why not just take the elevator to the 12th? What? Did I miss something? Yeah. What happened? Who, who are you? What's go- I thought you said he was on the 12th floor. 
Who cares what floor he's on? That's not important to the story. Yes, it is. Because right, the, if he's on the 12th floor, why are you taking the elevator to the 14th and then walking the stairs down? I, I misspoke. That's all that just happened. <laughs> no, no. I, no, I walked down. Uh, 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 I'm going to call you a jerk because I thought I was on my show. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you can call me a jerk on uh, my show. I take the uh, whatever floor he's on. Let's pretend it's 13 since oh, we'll split the difference. You take the stairs down at the end. When I'm done, I take oh, the stairs down. I thought you... <laughs> yeah, you know, I go up to 14 and I walked out to the two flights. <laughs> it made no sense to me. <laughs> I'm convinced there's at least a listener out there who misheard it as I heard it. Oh, you want there to be, don't you? <laughs> and you're going to get emails. Yes, Allison, I'm with you. He was confusing. <laughs> Jeff, were you confused? Were you listening? I was not paying attention. Okay. I don't blame you. My, I was doing text stuff. <laughs> I'm also just a dial tone. I, I accept that. Okay. Sometimes I think that I listen a little bit too literally. And I think that's what just happened right now. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Anyway, though, I was just talking about on my podcast how much I hate the whole med- like huge medical building, and then there's a parking lo- a parking structure that's seems somehow to be a different building. It might yes. be the same, but I'm confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I uh, chose, and I'm a promise to my listeners: I'm not going to talk about dental work dentists or teeth because i've been talking about that too much and no one cares and i know that but i chose a burbank dentist over ucla even though i'm sure ucla is better because i can't go to westwood for this stuff i can't it's just too much of a pain no i don't know where you live because you refuse to give me that information i also don't come to your studio yeah you're near here right you're not far from here i'm about i'm about 20 minutes from here east no in the middle huh like Hancock Park adjacent. Oh, you're close to me then. Oh. oh. Boy, it's a shame we can't come to your <laughs> studio. Boy, that would Wait, save where me. are you? I'm, li- I'm down near Culver City. Oh, no, those that's not that close. Oh, it's close. It's a 10-minute drive okay. to Hancock Park. Well, we'll never I go to out. Larchmont all the time. That's one of oh. the things I was looking up on my telephone to see if they had an appointment right. uh, in Larchmont. And that's right near you. That is close to me, yes. Yes, I know the city. Okay. So, uh... Uh, who do you go see in Burbank for your dentist? Do you go see uh, uh, Dr. Barry Erbson? No. Dr. Erbson? Dr. Barry Erbson? No, no Barry Erbson. All right. When I lived in this area, I would go to Dr. Erbson, Dr. Barry Erbson. Were you happy with him? I was, but and more, mainly because I love saying his name in Barry that Erbson. way. Dr. Yeah. Erbson, Dr. Barry Erbson. My guy, and I'm not going to, I was not thrilled with him, so I'm not going to give his name. But Burbank this is dentist? what, yeah, this is what I'm going to say. Yeah. I wasn't sure w- w- if his first, if his first name was, First or second? Like, I couldn't tell what his name was. He had two names, each of which could have been a first like or a, a last name. Like, it's name. Dr. James Roberts, but it yes. could also be Dr. Robert James. Yes, and the, and like, and it's the kind of thing where, you know how some doctors, they refer to you as doctor first name. That's, like, more friendly. Yeah. Do you like that at all? No. Hate it's it, It's sort right? of like calling a teacher coach. Uh, listen, Allison, the fact that you and I are not married fascinates me. <laughs> I know. We both love musicals. And we'll, and we'll get to that on your show. I'm telling you what we're going to get to on your show. Uh, I despise, and I'm, and I'm, and it gets me so uncomfortable when you're back, like when I'm back at home, I grew up in a place called Oak Forest, Illinois, when you'll see, uh, like you'll walk into a, a hot dog stand and the basketball coach is there and somebody will come in and go, how you doing there, coach? Not your coach, uh, <laughs> right. high school players coach. I, it's okay if they're calling coach. That's a that's hey Ken. Mm-hmm. That's what you say, sir. Right. He's right. not your coach. So uncomfortable. Okay, ah. I'm with you on that. All right, all right. So, so, so Doctor Robert, yes, you're well, not thrilled with. No, I don't think I'll be going back, and I also don't think I'll be going to Westwood. But like, 
Oh my God, I just got distracted by seeing a tiny picture of myself on Podcastathon 18. Where are you at? I'm in the top right second row. Oh, that's right. You were on early. Yeah, you look great. Thank you. You're welcome. I had the most fun time. Uh, for people who don't know, Jimmy Pardo has allowed me to invite myself onto Podcastathon twice. No, you invited yourself on once. I invited you on. That's true. The second time. That's true. So I was on 2016. Then something happened in 2017. I don't know what. I was not invited Do you want back. to know what it is? Yeah. There are people that we have our core regulars that have done it from year one. And I have to ask them. And then there's people like you where it's like if you're on every year. People uh, are going to be bummed out. Well, it's kind of like I like I kind of like the excitement. It's, I look at it the opposite way of, oh, oh she you're wa- good. Oh, she wasn't on last year. She's on this year. And so there are people that are a handful that's like, oh, let's sprinkle them in. And that's more fun, I think. That okay, way it jazzes right. up the lineup. Yeah, it keeps the excitement going. Yeah, no, that said, you may very <laughs> well get an email next year saying, would you like to do it again? Uh, but my guess would be you will not. I don't want to do it? But that's, no, no, that I will not email oh. you. But that's not an insult. It's actually a compliment because I see you as somebody that is exciting to the mm, listener. Okay. Um, as opposed to, oh, they're back. This sounds like so much bullshit. It's not. Like and by bullshit. the way, if it is, uh, I've convinced myself of it as well. Like that's so, that's what the good liars do. Yeah. Again, let's talk about my memos. N- let's talk. And I don't even know why, but I just have to. I just have to finish this. Okay. So you stopped going to your first allergy doctor because you couldn't handle the whole building. I also, again, I don't think it was working. So right. then I did some research and I found a guy who is about a mile from here, and I was like, well, that's more a more convenient. B, I I just park and go up two flights. Mm-hmm. It takes. I, I'm not, like if I left right now, you could you and Jeff could tell a story, and I could be back by the time you're done with that story. He's that quick. You go in, Jim. Yeah, go that thing, little shot. I'm back in my car, and I'm here. Where do they give you the shot? Like where on your body? Uh, this is gonna be shocking to you. Scrotum. <laughs> wow. And, uh, that didn't. I'm allergic to vaginas. <laughs> That's the worst joke ever, and I hate myself and your listeners for having to deal with it. Um. In my arm, uh, and I get three of them. Uh, so two. Sounds I get, uncomfortable. I get two in this arm and one in this arm. Mm. And depending how I'm feeling that day, uh, it could ruin my day. Uh, it also can swell up and itch, and it's horrible because they're giving you tiny bits of tiny allergens. Yeah. Of what were they giving you, or are they giving you yeah. like tiny bits of cat? Da- or no, it's dogs, dog, right? Dog and cat, um, to a lesser extent, horse. I'm definitely allergic to horse. Horse is the worst, I guess. How did you discover that? They do that thing on your back. Oh, okay. uh, uh, Which I kind of get a charge out of at the same time. It freaks me out. Uh, But the idea that like your whole back itches and... You get a charge out of that? It's it's a weird... uh, Yes. Interesting. I want to say masochistic, but I don't know if that's the right word here. Well, it sounds like it if you're enjoying the discomfort. Yeah, I kind of am. There's like it's like a weird. It's like when you have a canker sore. Mm -hmm, Yes, and and you that I actually know. You kind of get joy out of it, even though it hurts like hell and you hate it. Mm -hmm. But then when it's gone, you're like, oh, that little guy's gone, (laughs) right? (laughs) Which you're glad. I hope he doesn't come back for six years. Yeah. Uh, But. yeah. So you enjoy that that sort of swollen, frustrated feeling. I do when they do the testing. I don't like it when I get the shots. It. it uh, Have uh, you ever been around an actual horse? Uh, of course. Uh, <laughs> I have not been around a horse in. It's got to be decades. Did you have a crazy allergic reaction when you were? No, but the the I, well, I, if I did, I think we probably blamed it on uh, hay and grass because mm-hmm. I'm also allergic to that. As well. I think we all are, but. Um, 
uh, it just came up on the on the back on the test on my back where they did the little things, right. and then they, and the guy's like, "Ooh, horse is a bad one." <laughs> And I, of course, thought he meant heroin. I thought we were talking, you know, lingo, street lingo. Right. And um, thank God I'm not allergic to heroin. Thank God, Allison. Yeah. Because what would you be addicted to then? I, I don't know. I love, according to Robert Palmer. <laughs> okay. Gotta face then, it. Gotta follow up on another thing. Oh, geez. From the episode. It's exciting. You talked about, let me see if I have his name right, Jimmy O'Connor. Jerry. Jerry O'Connor. Yeah, I may have been a little too forthcoming on that. Jerry O'Connor, yeah. the guy who made your sixth grade miserable. Miserable. Because he was the ringleader and decided that no one should be friends with you. That's and right. a lot of people thought that was a good idea. Yeah, I would say most. Most of them. Yeah. So he, this is what you said on the last show. You what said did I he, say? he came up to you at a comedy show and yeah. said hi. And and I'm forgetting specifically what you said, but it was something, it was like four words and then you were you had no more to say to him. Like, oh, hi there. Yeah, uh, I, I I remember more of what I said to him, but I I, I think I leave that out of the story because I can't that that part of it makes me look bad. Oh, uh, well now I gotta know. Yeah, I can't. It's a it's at it's at a third party's expense. Uh, it's a it's a I said a joke that I thought was really funny, and now that I'm an, an uh, even more grown up adult, I realize it's not. I know this is very vague. Some, somebody passed away, and I made a joke at that person's expense. Oh, um, which I thought was going to be a really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just say it here. here Please it is. do I, without without mentioning that person. Okay. Uh, this person died in a. Uh, God, this makes me sound like an ass. I was also drunk at the time. Uh, I've been sober now uh, nineteen years. Uh, this was not the reason. <laughs> um, uh, there's a lot of buildup for this crappy joke. Uh, I see Jerry. He is. Um, I want to kill him because uh, he made my childhood horrible. Uh, and then he said, I said, oh, it's, it's, I'm sorry. I, it's nice to see you, whatever I said to him. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, uh, anyway, this, did I say how this guy died? Did I give you that information yet? I don't think so. Okay. This guy uh, died in a uh, uh, car accident, and I believe he was hit by the vehicle. I think that's what it was. And so I said, oh, uh, hey, because uh, this guy also made my life a living hell. I ran into so-and-so <laughs> recently uh, with my car, like something like that. And, and that's actually funny. It's not. Oh, thank you. Okay. I, uh, but, but you would have – the look on this guy's face was, oh, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. And I thought like, uh, oh, that maybe I should. So th- that's what I said. Well, I know I'm talking in, in half sentences. It's Okay. But- my question was going to be, the part that you had left out of the story originally was, was he at your show? Yes, he and his sister were at my show. Get that. And maybe a th- maybe somebody else, but I remember he was uh, he and, and his sister, and uh, and then they ended up being at the same bar that we went to afterwards. And uh, I, I remember this part of, he then got excited again. Hey, Jimmy Pardo just walked in. Uh, hey, Carrie, Jimmy Pardo. And she goes, we just saw him. <laughs> like, like why, why is that exciting? We were just in a different room with him. And uh, she wasn't wrong, and uh, I then had to avoid him at a different location. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why he wanted to be friends or friendly. Right? Is he just? Do you think he's just a star fucker? Oh, I certainly was not a star at the time. I, I was just on stage, so maybe he was. Maybe thought so. I think he. Look, maybe he's done some work on himself. Although uh, I have another friend who maintains he has not. And, oh, and they don't like. Uh, they claim that he's the same guy that now that he was then. 
plot thickens. Yeah. This other was this other friend also the a uh, victim of no this, no I mean, maybe later in time but at the time he was under the uh, uh, magical spell of Jerry and mm. he has uh, since apologized to me. And was that satisfying? Yeah, because this guy's a great guy. This guy's a great guy that really should have never been part of that other scene. He was more a uh, comedy nerd dude, but where we grew up, you kind of had to be a jock in order to feel cool. And I think he kind of fell into that. And I think a lot of people where I grew up did. Mm -hmm. So I don't blame him. I blame society. But you also blame Jerry O'Connor. I blame him for 99% of it. I'm just saying him coming to your show. Yes. Like that's kind of cool. I think it was coincidental. Oh, I don't think oh. he, I don't think he said, "Oh, Jimmy Pardo's performing." I think he was there, uh, maybe possibly with free tickets, and was like, "Oh, hey, you know," and like I haven't seen you in fifteen years, and I was like, "Oh, you might as well have been yesterday." The way I feel about you, <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, look, I, I, as I've said on the show when I was here, like, I amp this up for humor. I don't yes. sit around having nothing rage for this guy, but I, and maybe if I saw him tomorrow, I'd be very friendly to him. And, and I doubt it. Oh, I do too. <laughs> very much. Doubt but if it. he came up to me and said, Hey, look, you know, we were kids and you know, I didn't know what I was doing either. And, and, and I apologize. I would, I would certainly accept that apology. Yes. Well, uh, I had, and I told, I, I have mentioned this before, but I had a situation where, um, it wasn't, and it wasn't like my whole sixth grade was bad, but, a couple months, but it, my memory is that it felt so much longer. Of seventh grade, seventh grade girls are just bitches anyway. The worst, right? They're awful. So I became the social outcast for. It was happened at the end of the year, but like I would go home every day and I would and I would cry and I had no friends and I, I had this hadn't been how it was, you know. Prior, I wasn't like, like a super, week prior. Yeah, it was right. pretty sudden. Um, and so the girl who I. I think was the ringleader, except that all these years since now I'm like, wait, maybe she wasn't the ringleader. I don't know. But anyway, I was at, and I don't even think you're supposed to say the name, but I'm going to because I didn't continue with it. I was at, which is not a good reason. I was at an Al-Anon meeting and. I think you're allowed to say that. I think you're not supposed to. I think if you're there, if it's, if you're owning it, if it's about you, you can. Okay. I went to Alcoholics Anonymous for 30 days when I, when I uh, got sober, so. Uh, I'm allowed to say that, right? I don't think you are. Well, again, well, that furthers my thought that they're a cult. <laughs> so, uh, go go on. I've interrupted your story again. You're, I think you're supposed to keep the name anonymous at the level of. Oh, there's like I've heard this before. I've, they don't even they don't say a podcast because it was written way before that, but like a ra- radio and media and I don't know. So people will often say like a twelve step group. But anyway, I was at an Al-Anon meeting. And a woman came up to me at the very end and all of a sudden I – and I had noticed her. She's very pretty. So I noticed her when she first walked in. I was like, oh, she, who? Like, she's very stylish. And then she came up to me and all of a sudden I realized who it was. I realized who it was before letting on that I realized. And she's like, oh, you know, did you grow up here? Did you go to this school? And I said, yes. And then it's like dawning on me. Um, but I'm not letting on. And then she's like, oh, I'm, you know, so-and-so. I'm like, oh. Um, but you knew when you said, oh. I, I already knew. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was. And then she said, I I always felt bad about the way that all went down. And then I acted like I didn't even know what she was talking about it. Like, oh, <laughs> please. But why? Why, why did I you give her know. that satisfaction? Be- oh, it wasn't to like, hey, uh, just in case you thought it bothered me, 
uh, back then. It didn't even bother yes. me. It didn't bother me then. It hasn't bothered me since. Still acti- I was still in the emotional place of when it had all happened, acting like this isn't happening. This isn't happening. Right. This isn't happening. Like, I, I mean, she clearly had done work on herself, had done some thinking about it, and wanted to make amends. And I was instantly defensive not letting on but inside like oh i know what she's like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be fooled again it was kind of insane do you also if uh, uh, because you're at this 12-step meeting you spoke of mm. and part of it is making amends was part of you like oh you're just doing what they tell you to do you're making amends because that's part of that's one of the steps and you don't really mean it no although in the course of saying it just now i was like wait a minute maybe Th- that wasn't my reaction at the time okay. No, because that's how I'm seeing this. I don't think it was even that. Well, maybe given the way that she was like, I always felt bad about that. Maybe she had done some thinking about it. I didn't get the sense that like this was on her list of things she feels that bad about. I don't know. I I couldn't see her clearly. I was so back and out. No, like had you not been there, you don't think you would have gotten an email. No, no. But but if I was on her list, how convenient for her that I sauntered into that particular yes. meeting Check. that's a real god shot yeah i that's don't know what that quotes. word means oh that's like the... a real 12 steppy word again i only went for 30 days okay um but i've been sober for 19 years so it worked well now i want to plumb that depth no you don't i don't what would you like to know just uh what made you get sober oh i was an asshole mm. um and my beautiful uh wife danielle and i were dating about a year a uh, year and a few months, and um, uh, I would call her drunken and uh, drunk from the road and be uh, an unpleasant human being. Mm. And uh, I don't think these words ever happened. I don't think she ever said, you got to sober up or I'm gone. But I think they were implied. Uh, if she, Or maybe she did say that, and I was you know drunk or hungover and didn't, I don't remember it. But I remember saying, uh, hey, you know what? Don't screw this one up. You, you're, uh, she's great. And uh, don't screw it up. And thank God she didn't leave me. And I uh, went to a meeting that Monday night. And uh, uh, I, I think I needed the meetings for that month. Mm-hmm. And then um, I didn't. Um, I had a guy yell at me that I wasn't taking it seriously. Uh, when I was looking for a sponsor, because that's, as you know, that's right. part of it, is looking for a sponsor. And I asked this one guy if he was interested. And his response was... Um, like he yelled at me, like I wasn't taking it seriously, and I was like, "What made him think that?" I don't know. I said, "I, I said I, I'm here, and this is my third meeting this week, and I'm doing the work." Well, call me tomorrow, and like real, like a holy about it. Yeah. And then I called him tomorrow at his house, and I said, "It's Jim. We met last night, or you know, went by, and and he's like, yeah, I just get the vibe that you're not in this in the, for the long haul.'" And you know, I was like, "If I'm in it for a day, why wouldn't you want to help me?" You know, yeah, that and, seems so weird and so to he, me. He really pushed me off from it. Uh, and then I went for maybe another three weeks, but I found a new location uh, that I went to, uh, which was riddled with uh, rock stars. Oh, cool. And um, uh, and I went, yeah, this is where I belong, with the famous people. <laughs> and uh, and what ended up happening, Allison, the truth is the reason I stopped was uh, I realized that my bottom was embarrassingly, embarrassingly different than other people's bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just felt like, you know, if I stood up and said, I called my girlfriend and said mean things. Well, the last person got up and said, I set my kid's hair on fire. Uh, I, I, I kind of felt like, uh, you know what? I could do this on my own. Mm-hmm. And so I've done it on my own. Um, 
I have sort of a similar story. Yes, I'm actually. Listening. Yeah, I just felt like my drinking was getting out of control. This was many years ago, and um, I felt like it was sort of like a constellation of of bad decisions, a pa- pattern of bad decisions, and it was often like. I don't think that guy's good for me. I should stay away from him. And then I'd have a couple of drinks and then text him and then end up meeting up with him. And, right. You know, and it like I never made those decisions when I wasn't drinking. But initially, I didn't really think drinking was the problem. It's just then I realized, oh, drinking precedes every bad decision I'm making. Um, and then there were I mean, I'm really comp- compressing this story. I was hanging out with a bunch of people who were we all worked in magazines and they would drink in the day. Huh. And like on the weekends, I don't know if they were doing it during the week as well. I mean, everyone was like high functioning, but I, and I just could not keep up with them. I had never been around people who were this committed to the party lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I couldn't keep up. And, and I, inside I was thinking like a lot of them have drinking problems. So then I took a quiz online. It was like an Alcoholics Anonymous quiz um, I just took it for fun thinking they I'm these people are all alcoholics. And then it was like, if you answered yes to, you know, this many questions, you have a you might have a drinking problem. And I had was like off the charts, right. with probably having a drinking problem because um, I mean, I had been doing stuff like I'm drinking my drinks too fast. So I'm going to just order this kind of drink, which I don't like as much or, or like maybe I'll just drink like I was I was trying to sort of manipulate what I was drinking so that I would be drinking slower or so mm-hmm. that I would drink less. Um, and then there was a night where I was going to work function. And I'm like, I'm no matter what, I'm not going to drink tonight. And then I was at the function. And I'd already had two drinks. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, yeah. why can't I not do this? So then I, and I went to a meeting that night and I think you're not supposed to go to a meeting if you are altered at all. Oh, right. But I think I'd waited till it was, but, but anyway. Um, yeah. So then I, I kind of on and off went to meetings for a while and it really helped me. I, I didn't do the, I didn't do the steps. Um, and people have said that like, oh, you didn't stick around long enough for the, the magic to really happen. But I'm familiar with all of them, which again, I'm sure someone would laugh at. But anyway, yeah. So now I don't drink. And how long? Um, it's probably been like 10 years. Great. Yeah. Right. But I, I think that – oh, oh no. But I brought it up because in a lot of ways I related to the stories I was hearing in terms of like the compulsiveness and some of the emotions. But I, I, I also had a very high bottom. Um, and I – there was a lot of stuff I didn't relate to too. Like I don't know that I'm, I was truly an alcoholic. I just know that I wanted to drink less. And it helped me, or I wanted to not drink. I go for me, same thing. Uh, I just needed to stop. Mm. Uh, but kind of the same thing. I, I I don't think it's fair to alcoholics to call myself an alcoholic. Right. I really I I think I was just bored and uh, and and like drinking. I, probably is what alcoholics say. But um, <laughs> uh, you know, I I kind of felt that like I was functioning and and and. Uh, but my dad said something too before I before I ended up quitting. It's like. My dad said, I think maybe your drinkings get out of hand. And I was like, I was like, I have never missed a show and I've never missed a meeting or an interview. And my dad said, and beautifully worded, uh, but how are you? Wait, but, oh God, Jesus, it's the most important sentence of my life and I can't remember it now. Uh, it was something along the lines of, uh, but how are you presenting yourself in those meetings? Mm. And it's like, there we go. That, yes. Oh yes, I've made the 9 a.m. audition. But I'm sure I'm bloated and hungover, and so why, 
you know, you, you don't get a medal just for showing up. You didn't do – you really – you may as well just stay at home. Right. Uh, and that's when – that part of it clicked. Uh, like, hey, maybe I don't stay out at the improv till 2 o'clock in the morning drinking if I have a 9 a.m. audition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would rationalize it in my head like, well, this guy's there and he's he's got the same audition tomorrow morning and he's drinking till 2. Well, certainly that's what we do. And, you know, I, we were, I was young and just had moved here and thought it was fun. I know that when you met your wife, you were wearing jean shorts and a sweatshirt. No, a T-shirt. Did I give you that photograph? Is that, <laughs> you told you know me that? about it. It was not a T-shirt. It was a... Um, it was jean shorts because they fit, mm-hmm. and it was a um, it was a polo shirt. Uh, no, you, was it a t shirt? I can't remember now. I, I, see, I, like, I, I think I thought I want to say it was a sweatshirt. Well, there was definitely a sweatshirt over whatever I was wearing. Okay. Yes, it was. Oh, it was a sweatshirt with a broken zipper too. Mm. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of an in between. It's not a sweatshirt. It was kind of a heavy like a heavy cotton with a zipper, but the zipper was broken. And I don't know uh, why I thought that was okay to wear out in public at all on, on a non-laundry. <laughs> like it's the thing you'd go on a laundry day, like that joke. Right. Yeah, I wore that to a friend's birthday party. And your and you said that your wife, when she met you, her thought was like, "Who's this smart little guy?" That's what Which she I said. Think is so sweet. Yeah, who's this smart little guy? That's but you mentioned that you were thirty pounds heavier then. Was uh, that because of the drinking? I would imagine it's from drinking and eating like a like a jackass. Um, I, uh, I would eat uh, a lot of, uh, fast food mm-hmm. back then. I may still, but uh, maybe now I know how to handle it better. Uh, I probably like, what am I today? 138. So I was 160. Yeah, I was about 30, about 163, I think at the time. That's a lot on me. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, I'm a tiny guy. So you add 30 more pounds to this. Where'd, where'd you carry it? A lot in the face. In fact, John Caponera, comedian, uh, John Caponera, I was, I had worked with him in the past and I had lost all the weight, and I was sitting next to him at the bar, and he just looked over me and goes, hello. And I go, hi, John. And he's like, oh, do we know each other? I go, I'm Jimmy Pardo. He goes, what, what did you, I, you lost weight? I go, yeah, I lost like 30 pounds. He goes, where, in your face? <laughs> so that answers that a little bit. It was all, it was a lot in here. In fact, I just saw a picture from 2009, which was, uh, I was maybe 20 pounds heavier than I am today. And I was like, oh, boy, that's a, that's a lot of face coming at you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, uh. I, I guess that's where I kept it, and probably right. in the caboose. The, the caboose always. Uh, I've always had a big uh, butt, and um, I think that. Uh, I don't think of you as a big butt guy. Oh, you should pay more attention okay. because <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 ridiculous. It's. Uh, uh, I used to like to blame it on the elliptical, like, oh, I'm on the elliptical too much, so I'm getting. I used to say a black man's butt. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, I was like, you know, it turns out I think this is just my butt. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a, a big. Do you come from a family of big butt men? No, no, I don't believe I do. Everybody else seems to be uh, proportioned uh, properly. Uh, I'm saddled with this body. Hmm. So, Jimmy Pardo. Yeah. What What is new in the life of Jimmy Pardo? It's a very general question, Boy, it I know. Sure is. You're but it just more specific. I know, but you, and I, I, there's a specific reason that I'm asking you this, and I'll tell you. It's because all of a sudden I imagined getting in the car and going, because I'm looking forward to that so much, you know. Wait, of uh, leaving here? Yeah, I, I, I imagined getting in my car and leaving and thinking, and, and like we talked about all this stuff. However, what if there was some big thing going on in your life, or even a thing you wanted to mention that we didn't even talk about? And so, 
Nope. But I probably should have asked that ahead of time. Nope. <laughs> Nothing specific. That's fine. That's normal. Well, you know, we, I mean, to go back to the podcastathon that you were uh, nice enough to be uh, participate in, it was our most successful yet. Congratulations! Uh, it was our it was our ninth one, and we raised over two hundred thousand dollars that amazing. night, and we just crossed the million dollar mark. Wow! So, in fact, I was on the uh, I was on I was at Conan the Wednesday after podcastathon. I was on as a guest on Conan. And I was walking from my dressing room to the stage, and I got a text uh, from Matt Belknap, my uh, co-host of uh, 12 Years and Never Not Funny, uh, saying, just got the message from uh, Smile Train, which is who we raised all the money for. Uh, we just crossed the million-dollar mark. And I was like, hey! And then the producer was like, you have to mention that. And so then I mentioned it Conan. Uh, they got breaking news. That's well, They got the scoop. They got the scoop. That's so cool. Yeah. When I did uh, Podcast-a-thon, Matt... Or you made uh, you just had Conan O'Brien on, mm-hmm. and you made a joke about oh, what was it? It was something about like losing control of the interview, or both of you were just trying to pretend you weren't losing control of the interview, or yeah. you weren't. Yeah. So what happened? Uh, Conan O'Brien was hysterically funny, and you know, not unlike what you or I will do. Although you and I, I think are, uh, I think he was unleashed. Mm. You know, he's a, uh, oh, I'm the guest for a change and I don't, uh, I can just talk. And he was amazingly funny, uh, but it, it kind of felt like a monologue that uh, that we were part of, if that makes sense. <laughs> it makes total uh, sense. But I'm as guilty of that as anybody, um, you know, because I, I think you and I both like to ask questions and both like to learn uh, at the same time, you know, when the seats are, the table is turned. Uh, it's fun to talk. So I think that's what it was for Conan. And uh, boy, what a, that was like a, a, a cannon, you know, he, like a, a, to start that show. He was our first guest this year. Wow. And uh, the whole entire show was terrific. But he was, uh, what, a, what a start. He was great. And I, yeah, I guess I think we kind of felt like bystanders to our own interview. <laughs> How did you meet him? Oh, it's a fun story. Um. I got a. I was at the ArcLight Movie Theater and uh, on Sunset Boulevard uh, in Hollywood, California, and I got a text uh, or a phone call. It might even be a phone call uh, from my manager saying uh, they want to meet you to be the warm-up guy for the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. Uh, oddly enough, I had had a dream that I got a job at the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien, but it was like, well, but I don't do anything. I, I'm not really a writer. They don't really just have performers. Uh, so I, that's just, that's not going to happen, but boy, wouldn't that be neat? And I remember waking up with one, one of those things like, oh, it was just a dream. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. get like, so then I got the phone call. Like, well, what the hell? How soon after the dream? Uh, it had to be within uh, weeks, like very, very. So cool. Um, and so, but my initial instinct was, uh, they said they wanted to be the warm up. It's like, well, I, I'm not a warm up comic. That's not what I do. They, I don't want to do that. And they don't want me to do that. And my manager was like, yeah, but you got to take the meeting. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And he's like, it, it, take the meeting. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I got to. But you know, what am I thinking about? This is A, that's The Tonight Show, which was my dream growing up was the host of The Tonight Show. Um, and it's Colin O'Brien, who I have nothing but respect for. So why would I not take that meeting? So I show up. Uh, this is when it was at Universal. And I met uh, Allison Fleurl, who was Mike Sweeney's assistant at the time, who's since gone on to be a, a terrific writer. And uh, Mike Sweeney came in and I met with him and he, uh, his words are, boy, you were very angry at that meeting. <laughs> and I didn't see it as anger. I just thought it as, I thought it as confidence. Like, 
I don't want this job. I don't need this job. Uh, so I'm going to find out what you're all about and see what happens. What and were you doing at the time? Nothing. So why didn't I want that job? <laughs> I don't know. I was and doing this. Okay. I was doing the podcast, uh, I think. Yeah, I guess I was. We started this in 2006. That was 2009. So I guess, yeah, Jim, you were doing this. So he, um, uh, I'm talking with Mike Sweeney. He's telling me everything. And, and, and he said, and I know this is a long-winded story. That's okay. He said, uh, so here's why you're here. Uh, Andy Richter, who I knew a little bit. I had done some UCB shows with him at uh, Upright City Brigade Theater. I had done some shows with him, but I was, certainly was not friends. I was not friends with Andy. Friendly, but not friends. Um, they said, uh, I guess that back in New York, Brian McCann, and before him, Mike Sweeney, before him, Louis C.K., uh, they would be on the writing staff, and then they would run down from the writer's room, do the warm-up, and then the show would start, and they'd go back to being a writer's. But they would take time out of their writing day to do that. I, uh, from what I understand, hey, we're taking over to tonight's show. Why don't we get a guy where that's his job? We, you know, That's his sole responsibility. Doesn't have to worry about leaving the writer's room, blah, blah, blah. Andy Richter said, according to Mike Sweeney, uh, well, the perfect guy for that, who could do anywhere from eight minutes to an hour off the top of his head that has the same mindset as our show is Jimmy Pardo. You should get Jimmy Pardo. That's so nice. Which was very nice. Yeah. And, uh, which, by the way, as I was in that room going, well, I'm not going to take this job. When you hear that, you're like, maybe I should take this job. <laughs> right. And uh, uh, he said, so Mike Sweeney said, so we looked at, a, we looked at, we had planned on looking at a bunch of clips of yours on the, online. We watched one minute of you doing man on the street stuff at the corner of Hollywood and Highland. And Conan went, that's our guy, get him. And so it's your job if you want it. Wow. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. So he goes, all right, let's go down the hall. So then we, uh, Mike Sweeney and Allison Rosen and I walk, uh, not, not Allison, Probably Allison, not me, plural, yeah. walk down the hall to Jeff Ross, the executive producer. And Jeff's like, uh, and in that room, it's weird. It's like they were waiting for me, is uh, Steve Hollander, the stage manager, Brian Kiley, another writer who I had not seen in like 20 years. Um, and Jeff Ross was behind his desk. And he's like, uh, so what's going on? Do you, you want the job or not? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I don't know if I want it. What do you mean you don't want it? It's a perfect job. You're good and he gives me the hard sell. I'm like, yeah, I, I just, I don't know, guys. I'm just, I'm not a warm up. And what, what, what was warm up in your mind? Warm up is the guy, and there, and there's guys that are very skilled at this. You, you are basically a, a funny babysitter, mm. where you have to entertain the studio audience who may or may not want to be there. Uh, you have to keep their interest by giving them little fun sized candy treats. You have joke offs. You have dance offs. You. Uh, you do whatever you can to keep them focused. And I'd seen these guys. I was like, I can't do that. Um, and uh, I then said, I, I can. And then Mike Sweeney went, oh, you don't have to do that. You will literally go out and do eight minutes of stand-up, and then you're done. And I was like, well, what, what about commercials? Nope. Okay. And I was like, well, maybe. And then Jeff Ross picks up the phone. Yeah, he says he doesn't want a job. I don't know. He doesn't want it. He, doesn't, he says he's, he's unsure. Hangs up the phone. The door opens. To finally answer your question, Conan, Conan O'Brien walks in. And, of course, he's six foot 20. And <laughs> uh, I stand up. I shake his hand. Uh, and he there's no seats in the room. And he looks around. And then he decides to sit what we now PC-wise call a crisscross applesauce on, this, on the uh, floor next to me, which was like, what a – just – to me, that was just cool. That here's this guy, he's the star, and doesn't nobody he doesn't make somebody get up. Mm -hmm. He sits down on the floor and we chit chat and I'm making him laugh, he's making me laugh. And at that point it's like, I'm taking this job. And then he's like, Well, let's go take a look at the stage. 
And we went and looked at the stage, and we chit-chatted for about another minute, and he said, all right, see you tomorrow. I was like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> and then I proceeded to, I'm going to say, suck at the job. Really? Horrible. What happened? I just wasn't good. I just wasn't. I was doing it. I think I was doing an impression of a warm up, mm. and I would go up into the crowd and I would walk through. Like I would do what I saw other warm ups doing, and I wasn't good at it. And and I so again, I was a guy that didn't even want the job. Now I'm hoping to God they don't fire me because it's the greatest job in the world. I think, even though I'm not good at it, I then figured out if I just stand on Conan's spot on the stage and do my stand up from there and do my crowd work from there. Like that, what they had told you they yeah. wanted from the beginning, Yeah, right? you know, they wanted. If I had just done that, Allison. <laughs> uh, and, then it, and then it took off. And then from there, it was uh, the greatest job. And my agent, my personal parents agent at the time said, once they realize how funny you are, uh, you're going to be used as more than just the warm-up. And sure enough, it was like all of a sudden I'm doing remotes and, I'm, and they're throwing me in sketches I filled in for Andy Richter as co-host, and it was the greatest. It, so it turned out this job that I didn't want was the most life-changing thing, other than Matt Belknap coming to me and saying, let's start a podcast, was the most life-changing career-wise thing that ever happened. That's so cool. Is everybody winded from that, how did I meet Conan O'Brien story? Because that was a lot of information to, oh, I had a meeting. <laughs> and I know that Bob Odenkirk was the guy who encouraged you to do stand-up. That's true. Are you still friends with him? I would say we're friends, uh, but I don't. I I can't tell you the last time I spoke to him. But I think if uh, if I ran into him at the uh, coffee shop on the corner, we would have a, a nice little uh, conversation. I don't know if he remembers the story as much as as I do because it was life changing for me to have a, a guy that I thought was really funny tell me yeah. to stand up. But uh, you know, I, I I I would hope he remembers the story, but I I wouldn't blame him if he didn't. Looking at the clock, what we should do... What do you got? This is, what we should do is questions from listeners, and then we should do Just Me or Everyone. But I'm going to uh, I'm going to tangent us for a moment. So let me just see what time it really is. I think you're fine. I think you're uh, okay. jumping the gun on that. All right. Um, I have a personal Uh-oh. question. Yes. What is it like being the parent of an only child? Is that what you guys wanted to do from the beginning? Because I have a baby... We're trying to have another one. It's looking kind of bleak right now, and I am having to make peace with, like, maybe we're just going to have one kid, and that's going to be okay. As a uh, as a self-involved comic-slash-TV host, podcaster, whatever I do, mm. uh, one's plenty. <laughs> um, I think um, there's enough selfishness in us as performers that um, I think a second child would carve into that a little bit. Uh, this is, I mean, I mean, I guess that's the most vulnerable, honest answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other way to look at it is uh, we, our son is great. And we kind of knew he was great even as a baby. I know all parents think that, but there was like, he didn't really give us problems. He was, and it's like, you know what? We got this one right. Let's, why, why? Why take it? I I I think I remember this conversation. Why have a second one? Because what if that little guy or girl isn't perfect? You mm-hmm. know what? You know what if there what if there is some health issue? What if there is? Yeah, you know, know whatever. And uh, that combined with my well, how am I going to be able to bring him to soccer and him to baseball and and have my wife work and me work? How is all that going to happen? Now I understand that people make it work. Mm-hmm. I'm not stupid. Uh, but again, I'm a little I'm a little self involved enough to go uh, once plenty, 
And uh, and I'm glad that we did uh, because he's great. And uh, we have our core little, you know, it's me, my wife, Danielle, and my son, Oliver. And uh, I think we're pretty great. And uh, as Danielle and I always say, whenever we leave any other sort of function, uh, we go, you know, we're pretty lucky. And we, we acknowledge that we are a lucky little unit of mm-hmm. a family. Did at any point did you guys think you were going to have more than one? I thought so. I I think the plan was to have a second one at mm-hmm. some point, and then it was like like I say, why, you know, why muck this up? Uh, now that said, now that he's ten, boy, do I miss holding a little baby. I miss you know, you know which is, you know, if 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 somebody walked in right now with a baby, I I, I I'm the creepy weirdo <laughs> that will jump up. Can I hold your baby and never let it go? You know, it's I I love it. I love holding little. Mm-hmm. Oh, I miss it. That much I miss. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, as I'm, like, trying to make peace with, like, me. And it's not it's not clear which way this is going. But as I was tr- trying to make peace with, like, maybe we'll just have one baby. And that's – and that's – we're so lucky that we even have one, mm-hmm. you know. And I do feel that. And, I, and I'm and i aware of all that. I'm just sort of trying to manage the potential disappointment. I was thinking, oh, but if we just have one, then it's, like, every age he is, that's the last time we're the parents of that age. Yeah. Although in a, there's a lot to be said for that, too. Is there? <laughs> well – in terms of like, oh, now you're past the age where you're putting everything in your mouth. That's a relief. Like there's yeah, at the beginning, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. I, I, but but it's 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 bittersweet too. It, it's bittersweet. It's well, it goes back to what you said. The the shortest, longest, or whatever. Yeah. The, you know, it's that. It's um, uh, I yeah, I I I miss little little babies, but they grow up anyway. So a second one would just get on my nerves. Right? I can't see the second one making me happy. I don't think anything would make you happy. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's a horrible, it's a horrible thing to say. I just, spoke I just from the heart about my son. I know. I take it back. Thank you. I accept. Uh, I don't. I didn't. I that was just said based on the fact that you're a comedian. Yeah, I know. It was unfair. I'm playing along. But what about? Yes. Do you ever worry that he's lonely yes. or won't learn how to mm-hmm. share or yeah. all those things they say about uh-huh. the kids? Everything, everything you said. And then there's also. Uh, you have to be the playmate. You, you know, it, at seven in the morning, there's not a brother or sister for him to play with. So it's like, Dad, you want to do a game? No, I don't. It's seven in the morning. I don't really want to. <laughs> but then, you know, it's like, well, you know, and sometimes I say no and, you know, sometimes I say yes. I mean, you got to, you know. What kind of games are we talking about? Um, well, there's board, you know, board games. <laughs> games. I just didn't know what kind of games he was into right now. Uh, he loves the board games. Uh, you know he's he's a pretty he's a sharp kid so mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of that and it's it's a lot of watching magic tricks it's a <laughs> lot of watching magic tricks and that he does two that I swear to God I don't know how he does what them. are they uh, one is that he will uh, write uh, on his leg or anywhere he could put it uh, under a hat in a different room uh, but he dra- he chooses to draw like the queen of spades on his leg and then he. he pick a card any card and then you do it and then you go through all these okay now cut the deck this time now cut it this many times uh now do this da, da, da. uh okay so uh then pull, rolls up his pant leg is this your card yes wow e- every time every time and i don't know i'm literally a dummy who doesn't know how this at the time nine-year-old uh <laughs> did because i know it's not magic i'm not stupid <laughs> but it's pretty magical uh, so yeah, but it's a lot, but then the ones that miss are like, oh, the, the, the ball's underneath the, you know, the third cup, <laughs> you know, so there's a lot of missing, but these particular, I forget what the other one is, but they're pretty, they're pretty uh, Have you asked him how he does it? 
Yes, a magician doesn't reveal those secrets. <laughs> oh, good. At least he's abiding by the code. Oh, yeah. Oh, it certainly abides. Let's take some questions from our listeners. But first, Allison Rosen is your new best friend, supported in part by Secret. Now there's an active deodorant, especially for ladies. It's called Secret Active. It's activated by activity, so it's designed to work hard when you're on the move and need it most. That might be at the gym, but it could also be anytime you're running around, keeping up with your busy schedule. It's designed with long-lasting scent, which provides constant reassurance that it's working. Secret Active uses sweat-activated technology. It has odor-neutralizing molecules to trap odor, lock it away, and then replace it with a great, fresh fragrance. It works all day long because there are much better uses of your time than reapplying deodorant every time your heart rate goes up. If you're active, you need to get Secret Active. By the way, you guys, I'm a long-time Secret deodorant user. And I couldn't smell better. Uh, all right. Let's take some questions from listeners. Okay. When we ask, we send them in. They're wondering how you have been. So thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans. All right. Svenjamin says, how has his testicle been? Hope it's Okay. Who's this now? Svenjamin. Uh, his Twitter handle is at Rook. Yeah. <coughs> I'm out. Uh, oh, do you do you know or not know this person? I don't know this person. Okay. Uh, or if I do, I apologize to right. Svenjamin at Rook. Um, Judy. Um, hang on, I'm dying. I may or may not be dying. If the, you are, let us know. I think my iced tea just went down the wrong pipe. Do you... <laughs> That is not me. That is not me. That doesn't sound. It, that may. That sounds like you snuck into my house and recorded me. That's how accurate that was. Um, I had epididymitis. Um, I know about this because yes. you told you told us on the show. Yes, last time. Mm-hmm. So he's curious. Uh, it comes. Oh wait, in, no. I'm sorry. What's up? What did I tell what you? What is? I don't I, – not that because I don't know what epididymitis is. Didn't you have some – you had to – didn't you have some like throat thing? Oh, yeah. I've, 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 uh, uh, I've, I've always had, uh, you know, nodes or something on my throat that uh, – Didn't you have to get some surgery, like some – Oh, yeah, yeah, the ring. Yes. The ring that's in your what esophagus. I, that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, yes. And then he, sends, he put me on some new medication where that does not happen anymore and thank God because it's mm. horrible. Um. Epididymitis is in, in the gentleman's scrotum, mm. uh, the epididymis, which I, uh, I've only been told 4,000 times what that does, but I couldn't tell you what it, <laughs> what it is. I, I believe it carries the sperm from the test, but, but however the body works. Sure, yeah. Uh, I had epididymitis, which um, got infected, and it, it was uh, – I was at the airport. I was at LAX, and they called my flight, and I was like, man, this is really painful. This is really painful. And they called my flight, and I stood up and literally collapsed on the ground. Oh my God. Where they were like, do you need us to call the 911? What do you need us to do? And I'm like, nope, I'm just going to go home. And uh, uh, got in a cab and had the cab take me to the emergency room. But um, And that was when you discovered it was infected? or The, you... the first time. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, and then the doctor was like, oh, it's epididymitis. It'll be like, you know, drop your pants, I'm going to feel. And then he felt like one little area, and which was, again, like just a shooting pain. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, that's epididymitis. I'll put you on antibiotic. Uh, you'll feel better in six hours. And Honest to God, it was six hours, uh, but he still made me go through a gazillion tests to make sure that's what it was with the ultrasounds and stuff like right. that. Um, and then it recurs. Mm. Um, I also have, uh, and I've talked about this openly on my podcast, so I'm not afraid. Uh, again, a long-winded answer. That's okay. Um, 
on my epididymis, I have, and apparently all men do, we have any number of cysts on our epididymi. And I have a cluster of them on my left epididymis where if I they then become inflamed, uh, they will hit each other and then that causes pain. Ow. So I am on medication to uh, ease that pain when that uh, when it gets inflamed. Uh, the next step, if I do if I do not want to continue taking the medication, uh, they will uh, deaden the nerve, and then if that is still uh, I'm not happy with that, they'll take the epididymis out. To which I say, let's just go right to that. If this yeah. if this if this <laughs> right. comes back, let's let's just if I'm going under for this mm-hmm. one procedure, let's just scoot the uh, the epididymis. Seems like you have problematic epididymi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. You were happy at Rook. Was it Rook? How big it is. How big is what? The epididymis. Oh, it's probably, you know, a thread, right? It's probably... I guess. I, I'm still on... I mean, I, this is like the first I heard of it existing, I think. I think it's a very, you know, it's, a, it's probably like a, a very small vein. I mean, it's in your... T- I mean, it's... Right. It can't be that big. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, and then, again, these cysts are... I, I have a cluster of mm-hmm. them, so... Well, ouch. Yeah, but I'm fine. You know, I, I lived life. And then it, you know, <laughs> you had a good run. I've had a good run. You got through it. Mary Giglio says, "What is the future of playing games podcast?" Playing games, of course, the second podcast of Never Not Funny's uh, World, the playing games with Jimmy Pardo, where myself and Matt Belknap bring a celebrity on, and they uh, it's a short interview, and then uh, people call in, and we take callers, and they play a game. So, what's the future? You ask. <laughs> uh, that's up in the air right now. We would love to do more. And uh, how many did you do? We only did six. It was a limited run for Stitcher Premium. But that's like all the great cable shows. Like a whole season is just six episodes. That's right, Allison. I like your spin. <laughs> uh, but we do some live. Never uh, not live. We do live. Never not funnies. But we also do some live playing games. I almost. I almost was a guest. You on screwed one. up. You screwed up. I totally up. did. I you guess. were afraid of charades. I had never played. Explain to Jeff and the listeners the premise of the segment. Well, this is charades by proxy. This I'll particular let you talk. game is called charades by proxy, and what it is is the uh, I was going to have you come on as a cameo in San Francisco because our guest was Andy Richter. I was so excited. No, you weren't. I you sent me <laughs> signals via email. Please find somebody else. That, no, no, you are looking for signals when you should just look at the actual words of my email, which was, yes, I'm in. I have to be perfectly honest, though. I've never played charades before, but I'm sure I can. But I'm very familiar with it, and I'm sure I can, like, bone up on it. I, listen, I, 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 I that I, might not have been exactly what the email no, was. No, you said, uh, I'm scared to death. <laughs> I, so here's what, Jeff, here's what has to happen. Uh, the guest uh watches in this case it would have been Allison Rosen mm-hmm. uh do charades and then the guest describes the charades they're not guessing the guest describes the charades to the contestants to try to figure out what it is so like uh if Allison was to do uh the godfather for instance uh she pulls it out of the hat it's oh it's the, it's movies she would then do uh the movie and then you'd go oh okay she's uh, lifted up one hand to her face and she's rotating it around uh like she's doing a an old timey movie projector oh movie uh okay now she's holding uh she's got her one arm crooked and she seems to be petting something or, or maybe she is or maybe she's stirring some sauce you know, so it's that. That's great. It adds a little twist. Then it also makes it radio friendly. Yes. Podcast friendly, shall we say? Yes. Mike Henry, the great Mike Henry uh, comedian and uh, 
musician came up with that idea. That's a great idea. That's Why would brilliant. you want to do that? I had, oh my God. Why did you refuse to do that? Thank <laughs> I you, realized Jeff. how podcast that, that I thought it was just a cool idea in the room, but it's also a cool idea because it makes it more podcast friendly. I did want to do it. I just felt like I should be fully honest and say that I've never actually played charades. But what did I say? But I said back to you, that's okay. If you're bad at it, that even makes it funnier because the no, Andy's got to go, you yes, didn't. I most certainly 100%. did. percent you didn't. I no, swear to God, you, you wrote I... back and you said. No, no. Three emails later, I said. No, one email later. No way. You said, okay, you're off the hook. I'll get someone else. There's no way. There's a middle, there's like two middle emails there nope. that you have nope. blacked out about. If I may get back to Elanon, you are <laughs> a blackout drunk that you, you're a blackout dry drunk and you've forgotten things. That's so not true. You, you, you have to, this is, we had Jordan Morris ended up doing it, Yeah. but you have to know how, I cannot tell you how much we wanted you to do it. I wanted to do how it. How much we wanted, even uh, we, if I may, you we wanted a the- woman on the show. We wanted... You, there was every reason to have you. We wanted to promote your show the next day. Everything about you being the guest made sense. So I wasn't going to push you away. No, you screwed up. (laughs) I will go to my grave blaming this on you. How much do you want to bet? That I will go to my grave blaming this on you? (laughs) I will bet a million dollars. A million? No. How much do you want to bet that your next email to me was not, okay, you're off the hook? I believe I said I hadn't done charades before and then i immediately and you wrote back no way no it was that night it There's was like no, i said okay no. how how much is how much is this worth to you I, I don't know you're trying for a new kid i don't want to go too high on this money i will go 100 dollars. is that too low that was higher than i was gonna go i was thinking like a funny five dollar bet or something well you don't know what the word funny means <laughs> okay uh, all right 100 dollars. no you, it sounds like you're uncomfortable with that kind of money do you want to go 50 Oh, that's, that's, that's not a funny number. Let's go 100. I'll go now, let's, the terms 20. Of, do you want to go $20? 20 is comfortable for me. Okay, well, let's <laughs> shake hands on it. Uh, Jeff, you're the witness. All right. I'm, I'm notarized. So now, I you're, you're I'm, notarized. I'm a notary. Yeah. I didn't know that. All right, very good. Let's just, we already shook hands, but let's, the terms of the bet are yeah. I say that I told you that I hadn't done charades before. There was other stuff in the email, and mm. I actually remember. I don't know if there, there was like another factor, but I said I hadn't done charades before. And I just think I should be honest. And I am claiming that the next email to me was where you said you let me off the hook. Now, that said, if that's, you may have just re- re- refreshed. And I know we shook hands and I'm willing to pay up if I, if I need to. You also may have had a scheduling problem. So you were up in the air on whether or not you could do it schedule wise as well. So it, maybe it was the combo of I've never done charades and I'm scared. And I have a scheduling problem. Hey, you know what? Don't don't stress. You're off the hook. That you may be right. Someone is going to be twenty dollars lighter, and it's not going to be me. Damn it! Here's here's the detail that you have just erased from the record. You said you said in your email to me the very next email, which let me off the hook, that you felt that for the first time you did the show live. You shouldn't have the only person in the entire universe who's never played charades doing it. Listen, I may, if I may, there's a chance that I was being very gentle and that I was... uh, Trying to make me feel good about not doing it? Yeah. Oh, Jimmy. I wanted to do it. I I swear to God, I thought you didn't. I I know. I'm I'm getting that loud and clear. I thought I was owning all of it. I was bummed out. I was like, man, why was I so honest? Why do I do this to myself? Know this. We would have loved to have had you. 
I wanted to do it. I think Jordan Morris did a terrific job. I'm sure he did, but he's not me. I don't disagree with. And then I saw him that night because I was the guest on Jordan on live Jordan Jesse Go with Andy Richter. Right. And I was like, oh, how was playing games? And he's like, oh, it was so good. Blah 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 blah. blah. Just like oh, whatever. Did you tell him? To no, I didn't. You were second choice, buddy. I didn't. That's how cool I am. You are the coolest. Thank you. Except All right. When it comes to charades, I've never seen anybody panic like that in my life. You panicked. You have to know you panicked. Just, I just know that I really did want to do it, and I was bummed when you I, let me again, when you I cut thought, me loose. I thought I was being the nice guy. I know. I appreciate that. I sort swear of. to God, I'm the hero in the story. I know I am. I know. Go on. Eric Aragon wants to know, mm-hmm. what's his opinion of the Taylor Swift cover of Earth, Wind, and Fire's September? I haven't heard it, so I have no opinion. Nor have I. I look forward to hearing it, though. Michael McGivern, I want to know his opinion on rock blocks on the radio. Um, I guess uh, back in the day of terrestrial radio, I loved it because, you know, hey, I like Rush. Why wouldn't I want to hear three songs by Rush on a rock block weekend? Uh, but now with Sirius XM, uh, you just kind of bounce around or you listen to three songs by Rush on your phone if you want to. So, I don't know. I think we're great for their time. All right. How's that? And... Boy, we're getting, boy people are know some deep stuff about me. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, except... Lastly, that's it? I know. There's not that many. I'm going to I'm gonna refresh and see. There might be other ones. Um, Make some up if you need to. I, I feel like I've let you down as a guest that people didn't give you anything. No, that's not the case. Yoshi Yamamoto wants to know, why hasn't he gotten Kindler back on the show in so long? You know what, Yoshi, you mind your business. <laughs> you know what? I, there's there's no reason for that whatsoever. Uh, whenever I see Andy, I enjoy his company. We laugh like crazy. Uh, you know what? It's probably just a matter of uh, scheduling. That's it. No, Andy's one, a dear friend. Dear, dear friend. I think two people wanted to know about Andy Kindler. So is one of them Andy Kindler? <laughs> uh, no, there's there's there, 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 nothing uh, nothing exciting there. Just uh, scheduling in life, I would imagine. Um, I, this is a reference I don't get. Okay, from Ray Morgan. What's it like having Chekhov as a father-in-law? You don't get that, really. Mm-mm. You should. I feel like I should. I was an English major. Th- I should. Th- this well, it, that doesn't play into this. Okay. Uh, I thought this would have come up. My my wife Danielle Koenig is Walter Koenig's daughter, and Walter Koenig played Chekhov in the original Star Trek series and movies. Oh. So what's it like to have Chekhov as my father in law? Uh, I'm I not was a... thinking of the uh, playwright Chekhov, yeah, and yeah. I was confused. Uh, yeah, it's fine. He's my father in law. So I was not a Trekkie, so it's just my, it's my, at the time, my girlfriend's dad, not my wife's dad. And he's a great guy, and he's a great grandfather, and uh, there you go, sir. Which one was Chekhov? That's, I'm obviously not a Trekkie either. Uh, he was the Davy Jones-looking one, the very, the, the, uh, the 16 Magazine Tiger Beat cover guy. Well, he sounds attractive. He was, uh, yeah, he and did all that, and he's uh, got a star on the Walk of Fame, and his handprints are down at the Grauman's Chinese Theater. It's, uh, it's all pretty cool. That is really cool. I have a world that I have little to no interest in. <laughs> but my, my son thinks it's amazing that his grandfather was in Star Trek because my son loves sci-fi and that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Um, so here's a question that I just – it's funny. It didn't make the cut initially. But okay. it's making this one. All right. Skipper Evan, Jimmy, you know I love you, but why do you still refuse to come to Boston? Uh, just again scheduling in life. Yeah, that's why I didn't ask it the first time. I, that's what I figured. It's I was just in Rhode Island, sir. You could have driven the hour to come and see me. 
Um, I, I don't really get back to the East Coast a lot. I don't. I don't. I get back. I mean, I, I, I'm not from there. I just don't get to the East Coast a lot. It's not. Uh, it's not convenient. It's not. It's a three hour. You know, I have to take the very first flight in the morning, as we all do, all comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to do a show that night, we have to get there by a certain time. So that means we have to get up at three in the morning, LA time, to get on a flight to make it there in time. And it's it, it's a it's a hassle, and it's it's exhausting, and and that plays into this heavily. Skipper, are you happy now? You've angered Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's do some just me or everyone. But first, I want to tell the audience. Get my book, Tropical Attire Encouraged and Other Phrases That Scare Me. It's out now. Uh, Am I going to get a copy of that? I'd like to read it. I would like to get you a copy. Okay. I should have brought one. In fact, on my when I was putting the copy for the autographed book winner podcast-a-thon auction person in my bag, I was like, I should grab another one. But then I didn't. But it's available on – is it available on uh, iBook or Kindle? It's available on both. Yeah. It's ebook. It's then I'll buy audio it. Book. I'm not, I don't. I don't need a freebie. I, I can buy it. Okay. Well, it is a book. I just won twenty bucks, so <laughs> I'm 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 up. It is an actual book. So you, it's a book. It's an ebook or it's an audio book. Um, and, uh, and are you happy with it? Do you love it? Yes, I do love it. Great. Jeff did the audio book. Wait, you you read it? <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. I engineered it. Yeah, I read it in my deep baritone voice. Wonderful. I would listen to that. Yeah. Um, AllisonRosen.com for all the links and whatnot. I know where you're at. You're right. It's my own podcast. Yeah. I forget. Although normally I do put put that on my own podcast too. But um, yeah, I've been, I've been having discomfort with, with where to like fit in all the stuff I got to mention on a show. It's the worst, right? Where do you do it? Well, we do a segment which is uh, we do uh, plugs. Where Matt does it as a its own separate thing, um, because it's I don't like I just like being funny, mm-hmm. and the promotion part of this, which I understand is very very important. Uh, I'm not good at it because I don't like I don't like pestering people, but I think you have to right. And where where do you put <clears throat> it in the show when he does it? Uh, when we take our second break, mm. we take a. We take a couple of breaks. We take one about 45 minutes in. We take another one about 90 minutes in. See, because I've been thinking, should I just have some like pre-recorded thing that drops in? Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Or does he do it live well, each time? Well, he does it live, but he drops it in. You know, right. It's, uh, I see. You know, it's so that he can update it. But at the end, I think he's got a pre-recorded thing. Yeah. I don't listen to my own show. I don't Clearly. care for it. Um, Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen, where you go, different reward levels, all sorts of fun stuff. Okay. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Sooner Magic says, hate when people use the term former and latter. Sure, it sounds fancier, but it just gives me a word problem to figure out in my head. I think I do use former and latter, so I'm not going to feel bad about it. Are you asking me? Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Did, by by the, you staring at me, waiting for me to speak. <laughs> the way this segment works. Yeah. Um, we've done it before. I, I like should it. have. I should have reminded you. I love, I love you. everything about your show. You don't have to walk me through it. I get it. Okay. Um, I fear I'm as I'm I'm very guilty of what this person accuses people of. Of being uh, I, high, fancy with your words, yeah. fancier than necessary yeah. with your words. Yeah. As a guy that grew up on the south side of Chicago, I think being able to say the former or the latter makes me sound. Yeah, was it first or last? <laughs> I don't know, Jim. You know, so, yeah. Did you have an accent like that? Ah, uh, yeah. 
How'd you get rid of it? I worked hard to get rid of it. And it pops up every now and then on uh, Earwolf. Mm-hmm. I say Airwolf. I, it just a, it sounds like A-I-R. Um, and then what's the other one where it pops up? And it's bear and beer. Mm. Uh, I guess it's just the air sound where it pops up. And it's, it. oh, when I hear it back, I want to punch a wall. It sounds, I, I've worked hard to get rid of it. But do you feel like you're, sp- like the word R-U-I-N, for some reason, my whole life. Ruin. Ruin, yeah. My whole life until, I don't know, a few years ago, I thought it was just one syllable, rune. Ugh. I don't know why. So, but people say it that way. They go, oh, that, that guy's going to ruin everything. That's how I would have said that. But then once I learned that that's a mockable offense, now when I say it, I consciously say ruin. Like I con- I think to myself, this is two syllables. Say two. But it doesn't mm-hmm. feel natural to me. It feels how often do you say that word that you have to panic about it? 455 <laughs> times a day. <laughs> I'm ruining this now. Yeah. I'm ruining that. I'm going to ruin my child. Uh. Not that often, but when I do, I deliberately say it a certain way, but it doesn't feel natural to me. Every time it feels like I'm doing something that's not the natural yeah. way I say it. Is that how it feels to speak without an accent for you? or does uh, it-, it is uh, for those words, yes. And the other one is, in fact, I had to say this at a play once, the word environment. Uh, I have a tough time saying it. So I had to say, I care about the environment. <laughs> and I had to say it that way. And I, and I do now, but because I'm a comic. Well, how funny! It's so funny he says it that way. <laughs> and uh, But I'm saying it that way because I don't think I could say it the right way. What? How does it naturally come out? I don't know. You say it. Well, I when you said environment, I don't think I normally pronounce that N. I think I say environment. 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 But yeah. I don't think that's right. I don't think it is either. I think maybe at some point in my life somebody mocked, mocked me. Mm. And so now it, it haunts me. And I now say environment. I mean, that's just extremely correct. Yeah. Is and what that is. Stupid. JMOs for Aeros. Spend oh. a lot of my time waiting at red lights, observing the driver behind me in the rear view mirror. No, I don't do that. No, I do not. No. No, I do not, sir. Occasionally, like if I'm trying to think, though, because sometimes I will have the realization that the person behind me is not paying attention. They're looking at their phone. So mean as they're driving? A little bit, yeah. This like, uh-oh, I hope this person like realizes yeah. what's going on. So obviously I'm looking in my mirror if, I'm no, if I know that. But in general, I don't think I'm doing that that much because I'm looking at my phone. You know what I saw the other day? A guy mm-hmm. looking at his phone while going through the intersection driving. He was making a left-hand turn mm-hmm. and I happened to be in the left hand to go the other way. And so I had a bird's eye, a front row view of him literally just not looking and Sure enough, he swerved. He ended up hitting the curb, oh came back. It's like, dude, you're in it. If there's ever a time to put your phone down, yeah. we're all guilty of it. But not, never in the intersection. That's my story. Go on. Not all my stories are good. <laughs> some, are, some are just anecdotes that should be left unsaid. Adam, I'm not agreeing with you. Adam says, uh, I have stopped. Co- oh, here we go. I have stopped correcting people who use the abbreviation IE incorrectly, but I have not stopped being quietly enraged by it. I am pretty sure I use it incorrectly because I've noticed that my dad, in like in emails, he'll say EG the way I would say IE, and I think that EG might actually be more correct. I don't know, though. Oh, I'm now going to live in panic the rest of my life that I'm not... I've never... I could tell you this. I have never used EG... I always use IE, Me whether too. it's right or wrong. Jeff, could you, 
Hmm? Could you look up the actual correct usage of IE? What's what's the incorrect usage or what's I would think well what's the situation that we're trying to decide if it's right or wrong? Like um I've I've been on a bunch of podcasts lately, i.e. never not funny, uh blah 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 blah. I don't think I ever use IE verbally. No, no, in writing. Yeah. All right, I'm looking. Oh wait, but if he's correcting them, it's verbal verbally. But no, have you ever heard somebody say that verbally? No. I.e., and if they did, wouldn't you murder them? Yeah. Unless they were clearly using a voice that made it clear right. that they're using air quotes. According to the internet, I.E. is the equivalent of that is. I'm sorry. I think of it as for example. I think I, for the exact yeah. two words, for example. That is, and then E.G. is for the sake of example. So it sounds like EG Uh-oh. is the more one. correct. Yeah. Yeah. So how? What would the correct use of IE be then? So IE would be, in other words, uh, that, that's very similar. Not really. Not really. Is it? I went to the sandwich shop. IE Subway. Right. No, that that's that, the correct use of IE. Is like that right? I yeah. Like I went to the local sandwich. <laughs> the local mom and pop, pop sandwich <laughs> shop, i.e. Subway. So i.e. is i.e. means in essence, and oh. then e.g. is example given. I don't. That's not what they say. Oh, gee, well, that, I, I'm wrong. That's so obvious. I figured that those were Latin. Well, they they are Latin, <laughs> but that's the sort of oh. mnemonic to remember them. In essence, or example given. Well, I've learned a lot. I've been wrong my whole life. Heather Steele says. Eat beets after not eating beets for a while. Next day, think I must be dying when I see my pee and Google what I could be dying from since my pee is discolored. Suddenly remember that I ate beets and rejoice. I have never had this happen to me, although I've heard of it happening to people. Have you had it happen? I, I, I've had situations happen where I've eaten things and uh, discoloration, odor, that sort of thing. Mm, but sure. uh, uh, not beets. I don't eat enough beets where it would change. Uh... How many beets do you have to eat for it to change your pee? I would that, say more than the two that I eat. Right. <laughs> more than the slice of beet on your salad. On your salad. salad, right? That's yeah. it. Jeff, have you had beet pee? No, I've never had beet. I've had it change the color of number two, but never number one. Does it, also, it comes out red? I, according to Heather Steele. I believe it looks like blood. Yeah, you think that you're bleeding. That's a lot of... I've eaten... I've also never had it change the color of number two. I've eaten a fair amount of beets, I think, in a sitting, and I've never had it happen. Also, pickled eggs... With beet juice. That's right. never changed it. Hmm. That's horrifying. I would never do that. The idea of eating that is horrifying to me. Pickled eggs with beet juice? Oh, good Lord. So Jeff was on a pickled egg kick, and yeah. he brought me a pickled egg once. A One pickled egg in a jar. And? or It was really good. Yeah. Surprisingly good. And when you do it with beet juice, it makes the, it makes the yolk or the white of the egg turn yeah. a... It's, it's near magenta, I would yeah. say. Jimmy, you look horrified. I don't like eggs to begin with. Oh. I, 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 don't, I don't eat egg. I don't. Uh, well, yeah, then this is the worst. Not thing in anything. In My husband people. also has a problem with eggs. Not. Um, he has a problem with hard boiled eggs. Well, I certainly deviled have a eggs. With that, but I don't scramble open face. No. But but I, you know I'll have pancakes or French toast. But I right. won't. Uh, I won't have egg. Or egg, however you want to. <laughs> Do you say. dislike the taste or the texture? Or I don't know the, the answer to that. It's been so long since I've had it. 
Um, in fact, I think it's one of those things where I, as a child, lied that I was allergic to it mm. and um, and then just never had it again. Maybe I would love it. Same, I don't think so. Same reason he doesn't come to your house. <laughs> I know. No, that's that's not a lie, Jeff. Are you grossed out if someone else eats an egg in front of you? What kind? Hard-boiled? Scrambled. I want to punch you in the mouth if you're going hard-boiled. Okay. Uh, scrambled, no. Doesn't bother me at all. If it's if it's over easy, that's very runny, right? Yeah. Nope. I, I will put up the if, – if if we're like at a Denny's or somewhere and they have like that table tent, I will put that between my plate and yours so I don't see your plate. <laughs> and with hard-boiled eggs, people do that thing where they're very portable, so they'll – Pull them out plane. in very strange situations, like on an airplane. Like an airplane. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you on an airplane? Yeah. That's re- – right? Yeah. Yeah. That's not – it's not snack food. But people treat it like it's snack food. It ruined the entire flight. Is it the smell or the sight or the whole thing? Of the uh, – Hard-boiled egg. Uh, the smell for okay. me. Yeah. Um, I don't even like going past it like on the salad bar where it's the little egg area because mm-hmm. it, it's so potent. It's like, yeah. nope, pass. Oh, speaking of smells, here's Uh-oh. one that I submitted. I submitted this one. My flat iron has a funky smell. You might not relate to this. I doubt you use a flat iron. I do not. I'm um, not Ryan Seacrest. Right. Men who use it's there's a very particular look when a man uses a flat iron and it always looks off to me. I'm sorry if you use a flat iron and you're a dude and you like it, but I just I say just blow dry really straight. Anymore, right? I haven't seen it in a long time. It's been time. a while. Yes. Anyway, though, yeah, my flat iron, it's got a scent, and I don't, it's, it's like a sort of burning. It's probably hair products that are burning or something. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't smell good. Okay. Yeah. So I just it, wanted to. Is sh- it different than a curling iron smell? Because curling irons have a smell. Well, like hot metal? No, it's like a hot metal burning hair combo. Yeah, this is like that, but it's like a little bit more acrid than that. Hmm. Um, but part of you likes it? No. Oh. No, no. I'm not. It's not. I'm. It's not like it's. You know, people who like the smell of gas at a gas station. I love it. I'm not. I don't like it. Oh, I love it. It's what not about, like that. What about new tires? You ever go in a tire shop? Oh, and smell new brother. Tires? Oh. A, it's disgusting, but it's a kind of a good smell. Love right? it. Yeah. Love I hate it. Hate it. That hot rubber smell. Love it. Ugh. That's what I think of tires as smelling like. I don't think it's a hot rubber. It's just kind of. It's just a rubber. Fresh rubber. Yeah. It's this fresh, <laughs> cool, off-gassing smell. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yuck. Hmm. My, my, oh, my says, and this is the last one, grossed out when I see half a vein sticking out of the chicken sandwich I just took a bite of. Don't even think twice about all the veins I eat that I don't see. Well, Jimmy just fell on the floor, so I think we have his answer. <laughs> yeah, that's ex- it's exceptionally disgusting when you see any sort of tube in the middle of your food, tiny tube. Are you okay? I'm going to go get the defibrillator. <laughs> oh. no. The very, you know, the very first vegetarian I ever met in my life was uh, when I, uh, the manager at the record store I worked at, a guy named Keith, and it fascinated me that he was a vegetarian, so much so that as a drunk, I mocked him. Mm. Oh, Keith, the vegetarian. Like, I didn't understand it. And I said, well, why don't you just eat chicken? He was like, that was the first one to go because it was so creepy because you see all the veins and the bones and everything. And it was like, yeah, that makes sense. I, no, I still eat chicken, mm-hmm. but I'm sickened by it. And but I understand it if it's a piece of chicken and it's like oh that's gross, but chicken sandwich where vein pops up, oh man that <laughs> should have been that should have been cut loose. Why is that in my yeah? Oh the worst, the worst. And then it reminds me that it was an animal. Re- mm-hmm. Like all the memories, same. Yeah, 
Same. So whoever this person is, thank you for, I'm going to call it, ruining my day this early. I will say that's the benefit of like just vegetables or salad. You're not going to encounter anything disgusting. But in the course of almost saying that, I realized, well, wait, you could you could come across a bug or something. But again, animal matter. If you yeah, just but, stick but with there's nothing that's the that grows. rarity is that you're going to come across a bug. That's right. not the... That's true. That's not, it's not all the time. Right. There's a very good chance a vein's going to pop yeah. up in your chicken. That is gross. Jimmy Pardo, it was so much fun catching up with you. Are we done? Well, we actually came in a little under time. Yeah, I could have made my appointment, huh? <laughs> you, I want them to know there's some appointment that you are debating having yes. based on our schedule, but you won't tell me what it is. Um, I, it's I, none of my business. I go to the I go to a place called the Shape House mm-hmm. where you just lay in like a sleeping bag and sweat for fifty five minutes. Really? And uh, it get it, it gets the toxins out, and so it's like oh I, I could, uh, but I find it very very relaxing. I don't know if it does anything, mm-hmm. but I love it, and I I, uh, I I may be a little addicted to it. Uh, How often do you do it? I used to do it three or four times a week, uh, and then I realized, boy, I'm spending a lot of money doing this. Uh, so now maybe uh, once every two weeks. Okay. The funny thing is I was going to ask, are you making an appointment at a spa? Because the way you said, I wonder if they have any appointments available. Mm. I knew that. It, I just suspected it was something like this. It's spa-like, but you know, they, they put you in. They, they, put, you know, they tuck you in like the, this little uh, infrared little c- cocoon and uh, – you watch uh, television for 55 minutes and it is just, it's too hot to sleep. You can't, you're uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but it's really relaxing. I know that's a contradiction, but I. Is uh, the whole room hot or just your little bag is hot? Just a little bag. Just a little bag. Are you, you, are you alone? You're in like a little, uh, yeah, like a little booth. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never even heard of this. Oh, it's the greatest. There's one right near your home. What's it called? Shape House. Right. But what's the, the practice called? Like hot bagging yourself or something yeah it's called hot bag <laughs> i just bet there's some name like sweat therapy i'm or... sure it's called something i i looked at it when i was going through my i need to lose weight phase mm. and that was the hot new one of hey go do this to lose weight and i don't think i don't know if there's proof that you lose weight right well you probably uh, lose water weight yeah and that's it and you do and you sweat you feel i, I just love it i just i kind of like the idea that there's 55 minutes of doing nothing yeah you know the phone's not on uh pretty great yeah that's what that's what it comes down do you drink water ever while you're doing it you can if you need to i wait until i'm done uh but yeah you could you could drink you could sit up you could do whatever you want i'm gonna have to check this out according to their website it's called an urban sweat lodge and there's one on larchmont urban sweat lodge yeah what kind of other people go there i have seen uh celebrity types I have seen uh, just the common folk like myself. Um, oh, you're so humble. I, I, am I? Uh, I? I admit that I still get a, I get a little like, oh, my God, that person's here. There is one celebrity that goes there that is kind of an a-hole. And uh, this person uh, buys out one of the whole – buys out a whole room and then insists on the uh, – they have the relaxed room when you're done where you go and you have a couple of orange slices and some water or tea. This totally is a spa. To come down. Uh, he, he he insists that nobody sit in that room with him, and it infuriates me. And it, it makes me so effing mad because I spent my money. Why do I yeah. not get to sit in there? Because this jerk doesn't want to be looked at that don't come here. I'll tell you who it is off the air. Yes, please. What level of celebrity, though? Oh, big. TV or movie? Movie. So, like, household name, top... Of- I- 
I above the title. Yes, but not not old Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Like new, like uh, like a Jennifer Lawrence equivalent, but it's a man. Hmm. Like, wouldn't hmm. you say she's one of the biggest actresses sure. right yes. now? This gentleman is the is the same. Yeah, I have a I have a name in my mind. You know what? Say it. I'll either nod or not. Say it on air. Yeah, go ahead. Chris Pine. No, I'll tell you, it's not him. He seems like a nice guy. My wife knows his sister. So yes, boy. Well, again, if, Jim, not if everything he has needs a sister, to be said. What then... an ass. I hate my, I hate myself. <laughs> I've ruined your show. Do you have a name in mind, Jeff? Is it Harlan Williams? Yes, I it's knew it. Harlan Williams. He is the male equivalent to Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> yes. Um, who? Can I ask what made you what, what made you choose that? Because I was trying to think of the nicest oh, that's fine. celebrity that I knew. Because you know what's funny is like right up on there, there's a uh, a hat that Harlan Williams left here. Oh, really? And uh, and I was like, how does he know that's Harlan's hat? Like literally, <laughs> that's where my head went to. Uh, and I was thinking of the, the person that I could think of that was 100 percent least likely to do that. Yeah, it would never be him. No, he, he would be like, everybody come in. Everybody, everybody, in. everybody get in my sleeping bag. Oh, isn't this a pleasure? <laughs> Chris Pratt. No. He but, also seems nice. Good guess. But that is a uh, a good guess. And right right there. Right there. I feel like I'm it, – it took all my strength to pull that name out of the the ether. I don't know that I can come up with any more. So I think your listeners will tweet it at you. Oh, the, okay. The, they'll, they'll get it. All right. Look at it. Maybe I'm overselling it. Maybe he's not as big as I think he is, but I think he is. Well, now I got to end the show so I can find out. Yeah, smart. Thank you again. No, thank you. Where can everyone plug all your stuff? Please? Ah, Jimmy Pardo on Twitter, and then Never Not Funny is the podcast, and um, uh, uh, live stand updates. You can find those at jimmypardo.com. Uh, Never Not Funny is the place to uh, to catch my podcast and all the nonsense that I do. Wonderful. Jeff, where do we find you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. And follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow me on Instagram at Allison Rosen. And go to AllisonRosen.com for all the other places to follow me. Because again, I'm not going to list them all here, even though I kind of just listed a few. Thank you again for being on the show. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? 